Hello and welcome to Season 5 of the Dormick Park Podcast Show. Over the past four seasons, we have featured exciting guests and have trained several new podcast hosts and production technicians who have recorded, edited, and produced the show. This show is a great way to get to know the Dormick family a bit better to help build community. We are your hosts, Emerson and Chan. On today's episode, we are pleased to present to you our conversation with Ms. Rena Nahal, who has taught many different grades and programs at our school over the years. We have some breaking news for some of our listeners. Ms. Nahal has just accepted a position as a vice principal at Margaret Sanderson Elementary in Abbotsford for the remainder of the school year. While we are so sad to see her go, we are excited for the many students and staff members that will get to work with her. Upon the recording of this podcast, Ms. Nahal has already been at the school for three weeks. We are pleased to have this conversation over Google Meet. All right, let's take a listen. Hi, Ms. Nahal. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. I am so happy to be back. Please take a moment to introduce yourself to our newer listeners. Of course. Hello, everyone. I am Mrs. Nahal, and I used to be a teacher at Dormack Park Elementary. Um, for the last eight years, and I've jumped around in my teaching assignment at Dormick Park from grades kindergarten to grade three. You had a different type of teaching position at Dormick Park this year. You, you were our blended learning teacher. Can you take a moment to explain what that was as it has ended now? Yes, blended learning was a program created by most districts to accommodate families who were still uncertain if they were ready to send their children to school full-time because of COVID. As a blended learning teacher, my job was to teach students both online and encourage them to come into school um, to learn in my classroom, which was out in the portable. Tell our listeners what you've been up to at your new school as their newest vice principal. Great question. Um, So I have been here now. This is my third week. Uh, My first two weeks, I've done a lot of observing. So just kind of walking the halls, um, trying to get a scope of um, introducing myself to students and to staff. Um, And I also do two days of I cover prep. So Whenever teachers need a prep in their classroom, I give them an hour long prep and I take their class and I do either gym with them um, or I get to do uh, drama or music with them, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. We've asked this before on on our past podcast episode, but how do you become a vice principal? Can you describe a little bit about your journey? Yes, of course. Um, so many, many people will take different routes in order to become a vice principal, but it takes a lot of uh, determination, courage, and resiliency, and it takes a lot of time and effort into learning new things. Um, so my journey started at Dormick Park. Um, if you remember back to a previous administrator who was called uh, Mrs. Launchberry. Um, it took her to kind of nudge me and say, you know, Ms. Hall, I really want you to um, take on different roles in the school um, and try different committees. And I did. Um, as I was doing that, I was also doing a lot of workshops and prodies, as well as I signed up for a three year master's program with CityU. 
Um, and that required me to sacrifice uh, at least one or two weekends um, every second week to go to school. And I had to sit there and listen to coursework, just like how you guys sit in a classroom and listen to your teacher and do assignments. I was doing that for two years. And then for my last year, I had to write a paper, which was 60 to 65 pages long. Wow. Very long document. Um, <laughs> an essay on early literacy intervention. So it took me a whole year to kind of finalize that paper and submit it and then actually graduate and have my master's. And after that process, I had um, to submit my resume back to the district to say I'm interested in becoming a vice principal. And lucky enough, I was called and I was asked to come do an interview. And the interview process was pretty intense. I went into a board office and I had six people sitting on a panel um, writing down notes every time I talked about something and asking me questions. And yeah, that was pretty intense. And again, a week later, I found out that I was put into a what's called a vice principal pool. Um, and that what that meant was I would sit in this pool until something came up and it came up three weeks ago and they called me and said, would you like to accept? And here I am. Great. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, we see you're in the office. Um, would you tell us about your office? Sure. Great question. Um, and it's a very funny answer. Uh, a lot of people said to me when I told everyone I was going to uh, Margaret Stenerson is welcome to the red office. And I got here and I looked around and I'm like, red office, I'm so confused. Why would they say that to me? So apparently this vice principal office used to be down the hallway in a generator room and the paint on that wall is all red. But because it was so far away, the principal here, Lori, she asked if, you know, the previous vice principal wouldn't mind coming right across from her office into what is the medical room. <laughs> so they cleared out the medical room, moved it into a different classroom and put in a desk. Um, I have no window in here, but <laughs> when I want to look out, I just open my door open the principal's door and I look out the window, <laughs> but it's great. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. Did you guys know I was gone? Did um, you notice? Yes, we did. Kinda. Because I told you were left. And even if you didn't, and even if someone didn't say you were gone, I would have noticed. Yeah. Of course, Cheyenne, you always see me in the morning. I do miss Dormick a lot. So this is what it all comes up to, Mrs. Nahal. Do you have a childhood story you'll be willing to share with us? Of course, I have so many childhood stories. Oh my gosh. But because it's winter, I'm gonna share a winter childhood story Ooh. that I don't share with a lot of people. So this is an inc inclusive to you guys. Um, Cause I feel like I owe you one. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so winter. I'm originally from up north, which is Prince George, and um, winters there are a lot colder than what we are used to here. Um, but with the winters came a lot of snow. 
And as a little girl, um, I would say maybe about your guys' age, I would still go outside and I would build myself like a little cave home, snow cave home, if you want to call it. Um, and it usually came from the uh, snow plows that would shovel up all the snow from the road and create this big mountain on our yard. And I would dig a little hole, keep digging, keep digging. Um, and my neighborhood friend who is still my best friend and it's been what, 25 years now, um, we would go in, build ourselves a little snow home and everything would be made out of snow. So like we'd have an area for um, like a stove top area, a bedroom <laughs> area. And we played house house and we made our babies out of snow. So it was, <laughs> everything was made out of snow, but we spent hours and hours outside in the cold, uh, making our snow house and making our snow babies and just having a very fun time playing outside. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Hall, for being on the show. Thank you so much for inviting me. This was such a great pleasure for me. You're welcome. And that was a great discussion with Ms. Nahal. It was very funny when she said her office was the red room, a.k.a. the medical room. Yeah, I loved everything about this. The red room was really cool, and it's funny how she said she has to go to the principal's office to look out the window. Ms. Nahal will be missed here at Dormick Park. But we are happy that other students and other teachers will have the opportunity to get to know her. We're going to step out of this podcast for spring break, and we'll see you next time. Where are your hosts, Emerson and Cheyenne? Goodbye. Goodbye.